I keep telling people doing the soul realignment and clearing the blocks and restrictions is like digging the weed out by the roots instead of just chopping it off at ground level and then watching the sucker grow back. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Leah Beth was born and raised in a small town in Southwest Oklahoma, where she went to Oklahoma University for two years, then got married, moved to New Mexico, where she finished her bachelor's and master's degrees in education and had her son. She taught life, earth, and physical sciences to middle schoolers, but quickly realized that was no way to make the kind of money she wanted to. So she became a residential real estate agent. She also realized by being a real estate agent, she was still teaching, but also counseling and in a completely different area. How Leah Beth became a soul realignment practitioner is a second wind conversation you won't want to miss. Today, we're speaking with Leah Beth Barker Ladue, and you are in New Mexico right now as we speak. Yes, yes. Leah Beth, where in New Mexico are you? I am uh, in the Santa Fe area. We just moved. And so actually, officially, I'm in Lamy, New Mexico, named after Bishop Lamy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who okay. was an archbishop who came out here. And uh, he, he was French and his name was actually Lamy. <laughs> but Lamy. everybody calls it Lamy. <laughs> so Leah Beth is a soul realignment practitioner, as well as a practicing real estate agent. And her story is, is really interesting and I think can resonate with a lot of people on so many different levels. So I really appreciate your time today doing this with Second Wind. And let's jump right in. Let's just start from the beginning. <laughs> and you and I had spoken for a while and I've actually worked with you a little bit. And that's been amazing in my life. But let's start. You were raised a Presbyterian. Yep. And around 16, 17, 18 years old. Let's start there because this is a journey that we kind of have to take our listeners on. Sure. So go. Tell sure. me. Here you are a teenager <laughs> and you don't believe in anything metaphysical and you're all about the western medicine and but your life is is sort of starting to lead you down a different path. Absolutely. Well, you know, of course, in a small town in, in Southwest Oklahoma, you just, it's very conventional, duh. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, was raised uh, Presbyterian, which was a lovely, you know, place to be raised. Mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, I, I 
my parents, my mother in particular, uh, had chosen to be an alcoholic. Um, and um, so, you know, you have kind of a skewed viewpoint in that situation too. And uh, about the time I was, oh, 16 or 17 years old, um, I, I was an avid reader and I ended up picking up a book, I believe from the library about the search for the girl with the blue eyes which was about reincarnation. And I was stunned and also had such a deep soul knowingness saying, oh my God, that's it. That, Mm -hmm. you know, that makes so much sense. And so um, that was the first time that I actually had such a soul deep knowingness. Um, Wow that it resonated so strongly that it was like, you know, a big gong, you know, like you hit gong. the bell, right? Yeah. And you just went, oh my gosh, well, there's no question on that. That makes sense. That makes total sense. And that allows me to put some things together. Um, uh, so that we, I, I, at that point decided, oh yeah, we're not, it's not one and done you know okay one life you mean one yeah life. one life and done and then you either go to heaven or hell they you know and that just never seemed fair it never seemed it was kind of like well what was the point okay to me these are the questions you were asking yourself those were the questions that I was asking myself and some of them I didn't really even know I was asking wow. that's but you know because you you know I uh, have to trust that um the right teacher shows up at the right time in your right. life. Right. And so you are reading this book. Uh-huh. You're in high school. You're, you're in a nice little high school and you're very involved. And then you've got some great teachers who tell you, hey, there's a scholarship for math mm-hmm. and physics. Mm-hmm. And you happen to be good at those. Right. So you... You say, okay. And you kind of hit the floor running with a scholarship and you get into the academic world and all of this feeling and knowing about reincarnation from what the little bit you had dabbled in at that point, what did that, it just kind of went on the back shelf a little bit. Right. Yeah. You just kind of back burner that. I mean, it's not like it ever went away Mm -hmm. because you know, I feel like the things that I've always been an avid learner, always, and reader. Um, and well, you and I know, know what this means, but I'm fifth energy as well as seventh energy. So fifth energy is like all about the written word, teaching, writing, you know, speaking, that kind of thing. And real quick for those listening, uh-huh. the energies, is that the chakras that you're talking about? The energies, what is that? Good question. Good question. Um, the um, Our soul is made up of bits and pieces of um, eight different energy, eight different uh, energies that are similar to, but are not chakras. Okay. 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 And so the chakras don't exist unless we have a physical body. Okay. Okay. So, but it, it, it's the blueprint for what makes you, you. In any case, um, I'm an avid reader, learner, teacher, 
Okay. And so, yeah, I went into academia. It, but, you know, the reincarnation angle never went away. It just was always kind of there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, um, you know, I went into, <laughs> like I said, it can't be much more left brain than, you know, physics and math, although that's not entirely true. because you make a lot of intuitive leaps actually in physics and math but right in any case um that's what I went into um and then um uh you know met my first husband uh when I went to do a um an internship between my sophomore between my freshman and sophomore year in Murray Hill New Jersey Okay. For Bell Labs, you said. Yeah, for Bell Labs. And And then, so here you go. And then you could decide to get married still. You're just not really going anywhere with the spiritual path. Not so much, except we had the opportunity to, he went into the Air Force because he was going to get drafted. (laughs) Otherwise, (laughs) back then. And um, so... Um, he had the choice of several different uh, postings as far mm-hmm. as where he could go. And I said, let's go to Albuquerque. That was one of your choices. That was one of the choices. Wow. And so it was, it was, you know, looking back on it, it was the perfect thing to do, you know, because you just, you just thought when you saw the choices and you thought, oh, New Mexico, that's where we need to be. Well, I had been, I had actually been to uh, uh, Albuquerque once or twice to visit a great aunt and uncle who I didn't even know that well, but you know, we'd been here. Okay. And I was like, no, I like Albuquerque. So let's do that. So off we went. (laughs) Move them out. That's right. Okay. And then you have a son. Mm -hmm. And... Let's see. The next thing that happens is for you, you're teaching now. You're a teacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you have this, this opportunity to go to Mesa Verde. Yeah. And you said that was a very, um, that was one of your beginning aha moments. For Absolutely. Would soon, well, what would be a journey yeah to get you to where you are right now and I loved how you told that story tell the story (laughs) okay Wendy (laughs) (laughs) so um um my father-in-law came down came to Albuquerque and we decided all to do a little family vacation and we went up to Mesa Verde I had never really heard about Mesa Verde oh yeah there's some Indian ruins there big deal you know Mm -hmm. I'm like all right, fine. You know, but I'd heard Durango was great. So, you know, I'm like, okay, we'll go do that. And so um, on the way up, we stopped like an Aztec and looked at some of the ruins there. And, and you're just like, well, this is really interesting, but it just doesn't sing to my soul necessarily. Right. right? (laughs) Yeah, it's beautiful. And then we went and puttered around, um, you know, Durango and, you know, I'm a skier. Well, was 
when my knees were good, uh, skier. So I knew, you know, I'd been skiing there. And, and so, you know, there were a lot of, I love the Durango area anyway. Um, so we're like, okay, well, we're going to go to Mesa Verde. And so even then we're getting out of the car and looking at different ruins. And, and again, it's like, oh yeah, this is really pretty interesting and you know but I'd never read anything about it never heard anything about it never thought about it I when I climbed down the stairs to go to Cliff Palace which is the biggest of all of the ruins and the probably the most impressive too because mm-hmm. it's literally like a palace I mean it, it, you know there's all these little you know um um, rooms or rooms something? and yeah yeah little Etchings, houses carvings apartments and... <laughs> you <Okay>. know <laughs> right Flats. and so i i climbed down and uh i had my son with me and um uh my father-in-law my husband and i'm i stepped down and i'm looking around and i'm like oh wow oh and i started like instantly seeing the tour group and all the tourists and then it would flip to seeing the Anasazi people there Hmm. and then it would flip back to present life and you know it's kind of like the fade in fade out that you see you know in in movies Right. And um, initially I went, <laughs> well, I have a really active imagination. <laughs> right. Yeah, I get into. I know. Uh, what am I thinking? <laughs> and, and, and then um, from there, um, the more I decided to kind of embrace it, I went, well, let's see what the heck is going on. All of a sudden, I, I am one of the Anasazi as well. So I am standing there and I'm seeing the current um, physical situation. And then I am also seeing that kind of fade to the background and I'm seeing the, the Anasazi, the past life. Wow. And I am standing there both times. Okay. Wow. You said you, and- you could see your your hand as it would have been and your feet yes. moccasins? Yes. Wow. Yeah. And then I also knew stuff. I had never looked at anything for Mesa Verde or anything. I just knew stuff. I knew where, you know, where we used to cook. I knew where we used to do pottery or weaving or whatever I knew where the trash was I can't believe I focused on the trash but I I, I knew where we were taking the leftovers and stuff or whatever you know the trash you know because mm-hmm. that many people living together you have trash <laughs> and um, I was actually quite annoyed with the tour guide that he wouldn't let me go up and go walk around up there you know you were specifically kept to you know the public areas you know the path and they would talk about things um so I was like I, I felt this deep level annoyance 
that, well, you don't know who I am. I need to go up there <laughs> or whatever. And, and then I'm like, okay, get a grip, Leah Beth. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> and so one of the things that they do is they talk to you about, you know, uh, the Anasazi life. And it, I knew it before he said it. You know, and, and I, you know, I had such a strong sense of deja vu, you know, from the moment I stepped down off that ladder and turned around and went, oh, I know where I am, you know, that kind of thing. Like that feeling? Yeah. And I had never seen a picture of Cliff Palace. I had no idea what we were going to, you know. That's crazy. You told me that when you left there and you're driving home and everything, you didn't even say anything in the car and then you got home and you still didn't say anything but you started journaling yeah yeah I decided to write down my um my experience because um one of the things that I have actually learned over the years is that we all have a lot of psychic experiences because we are spiritual beings having a human experience but one of the things that we do is our our ego will come will tell us, especially if there's been a few days, mm-hmm. you know, um, you will be absolutely sure that you have heard from one of your departed loved ones. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, you're like, oh, yeah, I just was that was just wishful thinking. And so, you know, we tend to negate that unless we, you know, journal it. And then you can go back and read it and go, you know, I can see where I would poo-poo that. Mm-hmm. But I have written, you know, a whole notebook full of these kinds of things. Experience. So it's your body of proof to yourself. Wow. That, oh, my God, this is real. Okay. Okay. And so this first marriage, however, mm-hmm. you're in it about 10 years and it's, um, it's not really working out like you had planned. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it was, it was always kind of a, a difficult marriage. Obviously I chose it, but, um, um, it was a very difficult marriage and, um, Um, Lee was a difficult person to be around and never really felt comfortable in his own skin, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, he ended up, um, uh, well, he was an alcoholic too, correct? He was less of an alcoholic than a drug addict. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, his father had been an alcoholic or was an alcoholic. And so, um, you know, he was like, no, I'm not going to drink to excess but then he did drugs okay. <laughs> instead the personality came out in oh, a different exactly okay. and food and food so okay. he was quite large too and so you know he um um ultimately was um in so much anguish mental anguish um that um and i decided that i needed to leave him mm-hmm and uh, got talked into staying. So I went into therapy, 
because <laughs> I must be the problem, <laughs> right? Aren't we all? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, which was a good thing for me to go into therapy. So that, you know, that's not a bad thing, actually. Um, but uh, got talked into staying. And then ultimately, I said, no, 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 this is not working. And um, he, uh, we, I had finally gotten him out of the house. And he um, decided to end his life um, rather violently with a gun, as a matter of fact. Um, and what happened was that I had been talking to his sister. Um, I had had a conversation with him and he he had threatened several times that he was going to kill himself to the point that you get immune to that, you know, okay. and you're like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> you know, and uh, because he became the little boy who cried wolf too often, right? Okay, okay. And uh, anyway, he had, uh, you know, been really nasty to me in our last conversation. And so I was talking to his sister and, and saying what was going on and that they needed to try, he, that she and her father needed to try to do some sort of intervention for him. And while I'm on the phone, I just about dropped the phone because his, his soul walked into the door, walked into our house. And I said, oh my gosh, I think Lee actually did it because he just walked into the house. Now I didn't see him. I just felt all that anger. Wow. You know. Out of nowhere, just swept over you kind yeah. of thing? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, um, sure enough, he had, um, and, um, you know, of course, then you got, you go into shock, you know, and you do what you have to do. You know, we all do that. Uh, we do what we have to do to, uh, bury the dead and, and have services and all that sort of thing. Um, but about two weeks after mm-hmm. I was still like jumping through, out of my skin and I was Did sleeping a whole lot. Your ha- you still felt that. But I felt Lee at the house. Okay? okay. And I kept, you know, like looking over my shoulder kind of thing. And so I talked to this dear friend of mine who was another teacher um, and who she was Native American. And she said, well, we just need to send Lee on. We need to do a house blessing and clearing. And I said, oh, what's that? And okay. <laughs> yeah. <That was> good. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> right. Anything at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so we, we, you know, made those arrangements and um, it was incredibly healing um and clearing I had a bunch of my friends um who chose to come be a part of this and um uh, the difference in the feeling of the house was incredible I mean it was such a difference night and day huh night and day it was like oh my gosh I didn't realize how noisy and um, how energetically, you know, it's like static. Heavy? On Would you call it heavy? Yeah, heavy too, okay. but angry, angry mm-hmm. and staticky. I mean, like, you know, like static on a TV. 
Was it affecting your, your thinking or your, like, was it affecting? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'd like to say no, but I'm sure it probably did. (laughs) Cause I can tell you the difference was incredible. And so um, the fact that I, that we did that did clear, you know, did send him on to his next divine, you know, Mm self-expression. And um, it was pretty amazing. And um, fast forward, I did teach for a few more years, but then I also went into real estate. And when I went into real estate, I realized that I was pretty sensitive about being able to read the energy in the houses. Cool. So in other words, you can, but we can all do that. It's just that it was real heightened in me because of the experience I had. Um, But everybody on the planet can walk, you know, can come up to somebody's door and, you know, the couple greeting you may have a smile on your face, on their faces and say, Oh, come in. And yet you walk in and go, Oh my God, we just had a knockdown drag out fight here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Right. Feel it. Yeah. 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 Oh. And so, you know, um, so um, the thing that I learned was that um I started and boy, I was so far, we talked about this, you were laughing. I was so far into the spiritual closet, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, don't said, let anybody the know. Closet, and there was all kinds of crap in front <laughs> oh of the door. God. That's right. That's right. I have boxes in front of the closet yeah. door too, you know. I Plus, was didn't Leah, but you also, you got remarried to oh, yeah. a gentleman now who poo-pooed the whole idea. Right, right. So, so really actually- my second- yeah, my second husband, you know, um, was a lovely guy, but he was very meat and potatoes. And, you know, he had been down a spiritual path and gotten burned, quite frankly. And so he never forgave that, you know, situation. And so any spiritual stuff that I felt compelled to do, which I did feel compelled to do it. Right. Um, You know, I studied all kinds of, you know, past life stuff and, you know, Reiki and learned how to channel and, you know, uh, healing, I, you know, just all sorts of stuff. Um, If it was a metaphysical thing, I was into it. Right. <laughs> devouring the information or just like I just devouring it. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh yeah, absolutely. So um finally, after many years, I, I would occasionally offer uh to do a house blessing for some of my clients. Okay. On the real okay. estate thing. Yeah, and, and that was more in the lines of you know, calling in angels and guides and, and doing the smudging. Okay. And I could feel the difference, but I didn't always know everything that was going on in the house. Like I'm able to read now. So that was, that was good. Okay. So then, so as luck would have it, (laughs) this actually wasn't really a wonderful marriage either. Yep. And you're finding that out as you go and he's got some illness and he's not doing so well and you, you want to leave him, but you don't because right. he was so ill. 
you stick around and you're doing a little bit of, of the house clearing, if you will, you're doing your real estate and then what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I know I don't these big, these big. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, we all just also try to have a decent physical life, right? Yeah. And, and so we're all, you know, getting along ish. Um, and then um, ultimately uh, he was so ill that um, he chose not to um, stick around any longer. Okay. And so he took his own life as well. Okay. Um, And I can tell you, and I didn't tell you in our preliminary discussion, I can tell you that um, we actually, he did tried that twice. And um, between the first time and the second time, it was incredibly tough, but it was also, we did so much healing that I know, I know for a fact that, you know, we cleared so much karma and we did so much healing and helped each other so much. So it was a good thing. Okay. But did you so have to disguise that with him or was he willing to be spiritual with you at that point? Um, no, he, he finally at that point was willing to listen. Okay. okay. And that, ha- that really actually helped. And I think he, I know he took away a lot of comfort and was willing to listen to all the spiritual um, uh, knowledge and knowingness that I had picked up over the years. So it was, it was very healing. And I, I know absolutely categorically that um, had he been successful, the first time he tried to um, terminate his life, he would have, had amazingly bad karmic consequences wow so that's and and so the said that when he actually exited it was um of course sad right oh i'm sorry sorry (laughs) oh no that's fine Uh, but it was beautiful too okay were you with him yes wow okay oh my god (laughs) it was so hard but um it was beautiful too it was perfect so you know we did so much healing and you know I feel like you know it was such um an amazing experience so um and then you know I have another relationship i'm remarried for third time's a charm right um to a wonderful person who you know uh is truly um and i i is truly a soulmate type thing um and i know that you know when i do soul realignment we talk about an official soulmate contract is actually very negative uh but he truly is a my partner Right. Which is awesome. And so, um, uh, but my, and my sister and I have, you know, been, um, 
doing thing, spiritual things together for so long now. And uh, one of the um, uh, things that we talked about was um, we were talking about, I had had a couple of Akashic record readings and just went, uh, uh, not much well, of anything. Back up a minute, Leah Beth, because sure. you, you wanted to have these Akashic readings because you had said, how did I end up right. with two husbands? Right, right. And well, the, the deal is talking. I had had a couple of Akashic record readings just because I was open to all kinds of, you know, things like that. And I felt like there was nothing to them. And yet when my sister and I started talking, eh, probably, you know, five years ago, four years ago, I said, you know, I would love to see what my soul contracts were with those two men, you know, that I ended up with both of them terminating. Mm-hmm. And I would like to know what the, what the whole, you know, soul contract was. And um, that must be in the Akashic records because the Akashic records are, is like the, uh, your soul's permanent record. Like right. in a library, right? Yeah. Like a library. Um, and so I, uh, uh, I literally said that and within 24 hours, <laughs> and of course, you know, I feel that there's no uh, coincidences, but within 24 hours, um, I saw on Facebook this, you know, ad about soul realignment. And I went, oh, that sounds interesting. And I went and listened to the pitch and went, oh, she uses the Akashic Records. Wow. And, huh, I just said, I'd like to know more about the Akashic Records. And That's crazy. (laughs) That's crazy. And and it just happened to be off, you know, those little ads in Facebook that are off to the side of what you're looking at. And it's there. And is it, was it planted there? Like, that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, Cause you were telling me you, you were just confused by it and, and, right. and, and knew there had to be something behind the madness. So right. 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 Okay. Absolutely. Um, I think you said something like WTF. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, like yes that. we did so, say that. <laughs> so, as far as moving into that part where you wanted to get certified for the Akashic readings for soul realignment, you were telling me that you had been working a little bit more than you realized because you had been now journaling. You had about eight to 12 years worth of writing behind you of, mm-hmm. of almost your own validation. Mm-hmm. And you were pondering, how do I, how do I get that? how do I do something with this? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I have something that can help people. And you then had an aha moment while taking this class. This is where your right. second wind, even though you've had many yeah. wins, this yes, I have. <laughs> the biggest one right. where you are now. And what you told me right. seems to be fulfilling your soul's purpose, making your heart sing. Absolutely. Can you you tell us about that? Absolutely. Well, and, you know, there are many paths to spirituality and to hearing the voice of your soul. But this particular 
uh, modality. And of course, you know, you, you learn the basics and then of course everybody goes off in different directions about, you know, creating their own version of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, within, you know, one of the things that um, uh, Andrea Hess is the, you know, person who teaches that um, the um, within um, oh gosh within two or three or four of the lessons you know I just went oh my gosh this is one of those resonances like the like the reincarnation and like the Mesa Verde past life thing it was like oh my gosh this fits me so well your epiphany. Yeah. This fits me so well. And this is the, you know, I had been trying to figure out how to shift from my real estate career into just doing spiritual work and not knowing if I really um, was good enough to do any of those things, you know? Right. And this was kind of the thing that allowed me to ground things into the physical with people and yet allow them to know how spiritual they are and that they're divine beings. That's, ah, love that. And, um, you know, our lives are meant to be easy and fun and joyful instead of all this drudgery that we have heaped on ourselves <laughs> creating our own suffering right on, right 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 and so one of the things that uh is you know i i wanted to do it because i wanted to know my own stuff right mm-hmm. when i first started taking that and then after uh one of the things that you have to do is read for well while you're going through the all the coursework you have to have five practice clients right and then you have to actually do a reading for them Mm -hmm. and talk about scary and talk (laughs) about coming out you know moving the boxes (laughs) out of that spiritual closet (laughs) and opening the door (laughs) here i am that's right that's right here's the real me you know, instead so of the one have, that everybody thinks, yeah, you know. So now you have an actual, as we called it earlier, a shingle out. You have your right. own now. Right. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, um, it's mostly word of mouth. I do have a website now called earthangeltools.com. Okay. And um, I named it that because we all do have, you know, so many tools to our, you know, so that we can hear the voice of our soul and to contact our angels directly, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, um, the, but most people don't want to put in the kind of, you know, work and study and effort that I have, <laughs> right? Right. And so that's where I come in, you know, and but it's amazing um, the combination of first finding out who you are at soul level. Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. and 
and what your strengths are, what your gifts are. Right. Okay. Uh, because, you know, we're, when we go to school, we're taught to, oh, work on your weaknesses. Well, you need to work on your strengths too. You know, you mostly need to be a specialist and know who you are at soul level so that you know what your gifts are. Right. Right. Yeah, we're not all supposed to fit into that um, no. that square box that no. you do something for a positive outcome only. And if you don't do it to these specifications, it's negative. And that's what school, the yeah. standard school right. curriculum teaches us. Right. Right. Which is totally against what our soul wants us to, to learn. Oh, I know. I know. I know. So, so really, we talk about what you're, what, you know, who you are at soul level and what your gifts are. And I, you know, quite honestly, if I, when I'm doing your first soul realignment reading, I spend an hour on all that. Cause I think it's really important that you know exactly who you are and talk to you about, you know, what a positive choice for you would be because, you know, a positive choice for you may be a negative choice for me. Right. So there's not a one size fits all. So when you okay. go to sit down with you. Uh-huh. And do a, a soul realignment or a yes. reading. How do you prepare for that? Oh, you don't have to okay. do it in person. No. Right? And you in have fact, a- I prefer not to. Okay. Explain. I don't- explain. Explain. Yeah. explain. <laughs> okay. So what happens is that um, I literally go into your Akashic records. So I go into your permanent energetic database and I ask a very specific protocol of questions. Are you meditating? What are you doing? Are you in a dark closet? Actually, I do not meditate because I am actually just, okay, real quickly, of course, you and I are existing on the third dimensional, in the third dimensional world right now. Correct. Okay, you as Wendy, me as Leah Beth. The thoughts that we have in our thought process is the fourth dimension. Okay, right. The fifth dimension is where the Akashic records reside. And so we literally, it's part of who each of us is. It's part of our soul. And so that's like the information superhighway. So it's the internet. Okay. For our soul. Yeah. And so I basically, by the process I use, and I use a pendulum to ask specific questions, but I access your records. I Google Wendy, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I say, okay, I want to look at Wendy's permanent records and I want to know, you know, what her primary energy center is, which is tells me where your gifts lie. I want to know what your soul uh, soul group is. I want to know um, what your soul specialization is, what your vibrate soul vibration rate is. Um, you know that sort of thing. There's lots of things that I ask, and that's the info that goes into the first hour of the reading, the first part of the reading. Okay. The second part of the reading is where we actually talk about what blocks and restrictions you powerfully created as a divine being 
that are affecting you today? Because that was the thing that's that hooked me into soul realignment that's different from everybody else. And that is that, of course, we are the sum total of all the lives we've ever led. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. And and even in this incarnation, I am the sum total of all the experiences that I had. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And a lot of times the bad and the ugly were the most transformational ones too. Okay. Right? And so, um, but um, we create, you know, this this karma, okay? But we keep acting as if we still have a vow of obedience in this lifetime, even though we created that seven lifetimes ago when we chose to be, to be a nun in a convent and took all of those vows to the church, okay? Well, when you know exactly where this disempowering belief comes from mm-hmm. and that you powerfully created it with good intentions usually, mm-hmm. but it was seven lifetimes ago, when you can name that and you, you, know, you realize where it came from and it's not just this weird quirk that you have, (laughs) you go, okay, I can do something about it. I can choose differently. Now that I know what it is and how, where, how I powerfully created it and how I'm still perpetuating it today, then I can change it. That is. And I know from doing it, I learned a lot from you. I've done a few different readings with, Leah Beth, myself, and some some pretty interesting questions I had of why I do the things I do, why I don't do the things I should do, things like that. Very interesting and makes perfect sense even to my naysayer husband when I would share, <laughs> well, guess why I do that? And he's like, oh, well, that makes sense, you know? <laughs> so it's I know, I know. Um, <laughs> and it, it's really, I really recommend it because we come to this earth and we're supposed to, this is the part of the second wind podcast that I really want to share with people is there's bigger, better. Our soul is supposed to be singing. We need to be doing things that raise our consciousness and therefore oh, raise the consciousness of the world. And right now the whole COVID thing, you know, depending on who you talk to, that could be part of the awakening of all of this. And I just want to share that information and people can grab what they want from all of the stories we're sharing. So would you say that when we enter this earth, that why do we not remember any of this? All the um, stuff that you're dredging up this is <laughs> and you're telling us, yeah, you were beheaded because you did this, this, and this, you know, whatever it may be. Right. <laughs> Wow, that's, that's pretty far out there. How, how come I don't remember that? <laughs> well, I am told in all my research and everything, and, you know, like I said, I've learned to trust my own inner knowingness too, mm-hmm. okay, as we all should, because that's actually one of your better tools, okay? Your intuition, would you call it? Yes, your okay. intuition, and just when 
you know, it just resonates so strongly with you that you just know that's true for you. Okay. Okay. But um, so what I have um, discovered or been told or and resonate with is that um, it would probably kind of drive us a little crazy. And so Mm -hmm. it's better that we have this veil of amnesia so that when we and remember, we're divine beings. And that's that's almost, you know, if I look back on my Presbyterian upbringing, that was almost like heresy, you know, Mm -hmm. and the Presbyterians were way more (laughs) accepting than a lot of them. Right. right? Um, But we are you are your own spiritual authority. I am my own spiritual authority. We're divine beings. Okay. And so um, if we wanted to choose to remember this stuff, to come in as an infant and remember it all, we actually can, I believe. But I think most of us have taken wise counsel from (laughs) from our group of, um, you know, guides and angels and because we have a whole staff, you know, of all kinds of helpers uh, and departed loved ones saying, yeah, don't do that. You know, you know, you want to discover it when you're ready to discover whatever it is, which goes Um, right with what you say, Leah (laughs) when you're ready yeah the teacher will come that's right the the teacher shows up Mm -hmm. and um and and it's not that the teacher wasn't there all along it's just that you weren't ready Mm -hmm. to see it or hear it in fact one of the things that happens um in a lot of the soul realignment readings is you may have um Oh, I hate when I'm going blank. (laughs) Um, So you have a lot of times contracts and uh, vows and uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, there is one of where you give up your own free will and choice of your own free will and choice. And it's kind of like putting blinders on. Wow. Okay. And so, like I said, sometimes the teacher was here, but the teacher was like right there outside the blinders. Oh, and once and once you learn to release those, you know, soul level blinders, all of a sudden you're not just seeing what's right in front of you, but you see everything like 180 degrees instead of what wow. is that, you know? 45 degrees. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good to know. So, yes, a lot of times um, we're not necessarily ready to hear it or to hear, to see it. But when we are, you know, we have um, such a magnificent support system, you know, and, and quick reminder, you know, your angels and guides can't help you unless you specifically ask because there is a non-interference policy so interesting there's so much (laughs) this This is a great segue into this question okay um if there was a sentence or a saying or an idea that you would like to share with others about what you have learned what would that be 
like if there was just like a Aaliyah Beth Barker Ledoux one sentence, what would that be? Oh God, Wendy. I know I'm tough. (laughs) (sighs) Believe in your own divinity. Okay. You know, believe in yourself. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. I love it. Yeah. And I find that, you know, especially in all my uh, journeys, trusting myself when I do, it always works. Things just happen. It's Go figure. Go figure. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Now, does Leah Beth as a person have any, I mean, I, I could imagine that it could get lonely doing your work. Um, and you might question it every now and then what keeps you on the straight and narrow? What keeps you going? Um, you know, actually, um, it's not lonely and I know that sounds funny. No, no. Um, um, it's not lonely at all because I have these amazing in-depth, um, discussions with people and um it's i always considered actually going into uh um counseling as a as a as a um second wind or third wind or whatever right and instead i went into real estate and of course the first thing i found out in real estate is i actually went into counseling it's just called real estate (laughs) And (laughs) because boy, you know, some of the, you know, we all go a little bit crazy when we're in the midst of a real estate transaction, no matter how level headed and loving and kind we are, we may, you know, make that phone call, you know, at nine o'clock at night to our realtor going, what the hell are you thinking? Or what what are they thinking? (laughs) You know, right. So, um, so actually I did go into counseling. It's just called real estate. Um, (laughs) but the amazing thing with the soul realignment is, you know, that I have been stunned to realize that energy doesn't lie. I mean, we can all sit there and have a smile on our face and and somebody says oh how are you and you go oh i'm fine and you're like dying inside Mm -hmm. okay well if i do a reading for you or um um like a shock i can do this thing called a chakra analysis where i actually um tell you how each of your chakras is functioning over like the last week, you know, cause you don't want to just do one snapshot, you know, but, but so you ask for, you know, how's it functioning over the last five days or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's stunning. You can find out when people are not actually even in their bodies, they're like tiptoeing out of their bodies and they're mostly from here up, but their feet aren't on the earth. You know, because their chakras are only functioning about 20% in the lower chakras. Um, and and that energy, it just doesn't lie. You just go, oh my gosh. Um, when I do the, the, most people have what's called a negative spirit guide. 
And because we've all hired spirit guides to help us in a coping situation, particularly when we were children, right? Or young adults. And, um, you know, I literally um, go through and find out, you know, what the spirit guide is, what chakra they're running out, and when, how old you were when you hired them. Mm-hmm. And then I go, okay, what was going on in your life then? And, and actually, you do not have to share, but it's amazing to hear the, the catch in people's voice where they go, oh, my God, I know exactly what was going on right then. Wow. And, and the thing is, you know, I've been through lots of traditional therapy myself. Mm-hmm. This boy just cuts to the bone right away. Takes it to a different level. It takes it to a different level. You clear the, you, you, it's, I keep telling people doing the soul realignment and clearing the blocks and restrictions is like digging the weed out by the roots instead of just chopping it off at ground level and then watching the sucker grow back. Wow. That's a great metaphor. That makes sense. And so I feel like I do an awful lot of counseling yeah. And help people step into their own, um, their own power, their own. Giving people their own power. Divinity. Empowering people. Yeah. I love it. To yeah. feel what they need to feel. Remove the blocks that are stopping them up. Yep. Taking the, taking the big rocks out of the stream. So the water. That's right. <laughs> That's right. What is so what so what is next for Leah Beth? What's next? Well, um, I'm I'm gonna try to get to more people. Um, you know, do this more and more. Uh I am finishing up my book about tools, spiritual tools. You're writing a book. Yeah. And writing like three books, but you know, you know, it's you know how you do it, you know. But uh, in any case, um, I'm, I'm determined to finish up my book about spiritual tools and, um, you know, how, you know, we all have this giant toolkit. Now, we may not want to use this weird little framus, but we may love this other tool. And that may be our, our go-to tool, right? Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, listening to the voice of your soul and hearing your spirit guides or your angels or, you know, your spirit animals or whoever you choose to have help you. Um, a lot of times you second guess yourself because you're going, Oh, I'm just making that up, you know? And so if you actually have a tool that may that brings it into a little bit more concrete um, situation than where you can say, okay, my pendulum is saying yes. Okay. My pendulum connects to my guides and angels and my higher self. Right. And so when um, uh, you can bring it that a little bit more concrete, then you're a little bit more, you feel more like you're on solid ground yeah 
know, instead of just totally woo-woo out there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, it depends who you talk to. I know. And, yeah. um, and I know that, you know, if you follow your intuition and you, and you really feel what you need to feel and you're truthful, like you said, you trust yourself, you can say what you need to say and it won't matter. Right. What the person next to you thinks or feels because it's right. your truth. Um, and you don't need to explain it either. Right. And that's kind of very, that's very liberating. And it kind of puts, just makes you feel all put together, <laughs> you know? Well, and, and in fact, that's one of the things I say a lot um, is that it's important to be totally authentic. And sometimes we got to dig to figure out what, authentic what that is. yeah what right. does that look like right and know. and congruent i mean you know when you are congruent in what you are thinking and saying and doing it's incredibly powerful if you want when to you are just you act you have to change how you think right that's right yeah 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 wow so it's, it's exciting and it, and it, you know, we're literally ushering in new energies right now. I mean, that's why we're all doing this. That's why you're doing that, Wendy. Yeah. Right. Yep. We're all ushering in these new energies and, oh my gosh, it's kind of like birthing pains, you know, because <laughs> we're all going through so much and we're all feeling like we're going crazy too. You know, we just have to keep the faith and just go, no, I know that I am being immaculate or striving to be immaculate in the things I do and think and say. That's perfect. That, oh, Leah Beth, thank you. That's, that's, that's the best way to button up this is, is, is that <laughs> in you. mind. And we're going to put everything that you need to know about Leah Beth in the show notes. She's going to join us in the private Facebook group, My Second Wind, for questions and answers and uh, anything that she has to offer that you can find, because I know you're curious now. (laughs) And, you know, having been through some of this, and even my husband went through a reading with her for a, a scary experience he had that I didn't really know about. Um, yeah, it was it was very uh, empowering to him, and 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 brought some comfort to him, which was which was great for such a big, you know, numbers black and white kind of guy. It was, it was great. <laughs> so anybody can. You're always going to learn something when you talk to Leah Beth about yourself, and that's the most important part, I think. Oh, you're too sweet, and I have to say. I am so proud of you for doing this. And I think this is so needed. I'm tearing up again for you. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Thank thank you for doing this. And thank you for asking me to be part of it. You're part of the process of me getting here. You know that. So uh, (laughs) I I appreciate that so much. And um, until next time. Thank you for sharing your second wind, Leah Beth. (laughs) Thank you, Wendy. Love you, dear. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile. 
made you think and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.